Welcome to the summer term, Heathmount family, and welcome to season two of the podcast. Oh, we've really, really missed you. It's so great to be back. Now, it's the start of a new term, and I'm sure you have all been able to have a catch up with your teachers today about everything that you have been up to over the Easter holidays. The podcast has actually been very busy too over the break because we've moved. Thanks to our friends at ACAST who have so generously offered to turn our little video messages into a real deal podcast. And so here we are. You can dive on into any podcast app that you already use and search for Heathmount Podcast and there we will be. Uh, you can subscribe and rate and leave reviews too and that way you'll never ever miss an episode again. Now if you're new to podcasts and you're not quite sure what I'm talking about please don't worry just read the little how to listen tab on our podcast website. Yes we have a very own little podcast website too and you can follow some really really easy steps. How exciting! Now We have an action-packed week of fun ahead on the podcast and I want to dive straight in. Now for all those in years three to eight, you'll be used to ending our term with a big announcement of who is winning the house competition, Galahad, Percival or Tristram. And if you're in the pre-prep, well, you have got all this to look forward to in the terms and years ahead. Now just because we didn't have our final assembly does not mean that the house fun is going to stop because this week we have our first ever Heath Mount Podcast House Challenge. We are going to be competing all week. It's going to be tight. It's going to be brutal. And may the best house win. So go grab your house colours, play along at home, and let's go straight into round one of the Podcast House Challenge. Good luck, teams. I have... On the podcast, the head of Galahad, Mr. Kimberly. Yay! Hello. Say hi, Mr. Kimberly. Little round of applause for Galahad. <laughs> Hello, how are we? We okay? Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Thank you. Um, it's great to be back into term. Great to have a kicking off with a competition. Um, house, house stuff is still very, very much um, going forward. So you're kind. The whole of Galahad. Um, I would like to say there's no pressure, but there's a huge amount of pressure. There's, there's always pressure when you're in charge of such a magnificent house. Then you carry that with you all the time. So that's that's no problem. That's fine. It's no problem. You're used, used to, to this. It. Used to it. Used to it. You fine. wake up every day feeling feeling the the, the divine pressure of this. In my um, pajamas, ready to be Galahad. Yeah, all day, <laughs> every day. Brilliant. Um, I'm not surprised, but I'm thrilled to hear it. Um, so just before we go into the, you know, the heavy stuff, this season, um, what is it that you would say that you're feeling really thankful for? I think the biggest thing for me is you look at all these things on the news and all the figures coming out. And you, the one thing you can be thankful for is that we're all touch wood, fit and healthy yeah. at home. Um, we've got everything around us that we need we've got the people we need we've got the necessities that we need um, we're very fortunate in that way 
and also you know we've got the, the tech now to, to kind of stay in touch you get to see a few different faces now and again it's nice to see your face this morning mrs ferguson so <laughs> uh, we get to see yeah we get to catch up with a few people even though we're kind of not with them so all those little things i think keep you keep you ticking over and yeah um is there anything that new that you have learned in this uh, season well i'm sure like many teachers who have been doing the job for a while we're having to learn a few uh new technological advances that that need to be kind of new got tricks to, got to grips with things like zoom for example and yeah. you know how to send things out there one little thing that i have learned which is quite useful is is putting your own voice in a powerpoint which i kind of knew was possible but actually learning how to do it and, and make the most of that so rock and roll who knows on a slide what's yeah, going to happen uh, it's superb and also, if you disguise if you disguise your voice enough, they don't even notice you anyway. So yeah, um, and then learning to achieve things in, in smaller chunks. So whereas at school you kind of plan for the week and you you know what's going to happen by and large, here it's kind of just take one thing at a time and get through little bits of the day and set yourself little targets. So you just yeah. have to change your way of thinking a little bit. I think absolutely. But, I think it's really important to give yourself permission to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, particularly when you've been doing it as if I may, as long as we have, <laughs> Mr. Kimberley, with all respect, Been doing it a while. Uh, we think, you know, it's quite refreshing in some ways to re yes. to, to come at things from a different angle and to really yeah. focus on things. So stay tuned, guys. Your lessons are going to be <laughs> absolutely amazing. And see if you can spot Mr. Kimberley's voice when you least expect it. Yeah. I think yeah. year four are in for a treat as ever. Um, anything that you have been particularly inspired by yeah i think at, at the moment you kind of look for those little those things that lift you a little bit um so i've got three wonderful people around me um that are just cracking on there you know i've got my wife who's doing a job to the nth degree from home i've got two kids who are just cracking on with what they need to be doing and looking after themselves when they need to be when we're doing other things so little things like that but also I mentioned them before, but those those people that go above and beyond in these moments, they don't just stick to what they do. They they know they have to do that little bit extra. Things like Miss Ferguson putting on podcasts to keep everybody connected. It's those little things, I think, yeah. that just give you a bit of a lift. But also those people outside of the, you know, just going a, a bit above and beyond to kind of keep things going. People delivering things to, to people who can't get out. Um, people are putting on exercise shows every morning so people can get up and yeah. get fit and get ready. It's, it's little things like that that you realise that's where the little bonuses are and those are the yeah, things that make think, things Yeah, and I think, you know, let's, let's hope and pray that some of those new rhythms uh, stay with us all. Yeah, we, we were talking about this the other day and we were saying how long do all these kind of positive last for? Will people just go, well, we were doing that before, let's just crack on doing that because it was good. Things like going out for a walk. Yeah. Cheap and cheerful a walk. Cheap and cheerful, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the, the dog loves it. It's getting more weeks than ever. So many dogs are loving their lives right now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, fab. Well, um, it's so lovely just to hear, um, just to hear your voice and to oh, hear thanks. how you're getting on. I know that there's going to be so many that are going to be really, um, really kind of boosted by that. So, um, before I let you speak to the troops, okay. the mighty. Galahad Army, you know, we're all preparing for this. Yes, yes, um, yes. We are going to be running this competition throughout the week. You're up first, and um, we're going to have Percival on Wednesday and then Tristram on Friday. And then I will reveal at the end which house has won 
um, F, uh, the, the first round of the, of the podcast house challenge. Fair so enough. I'm going to be quite strict today and I'm going to give you three key questions. Yes. You have 30 seconds Ooh, to respond. And the idea is you are going to try and give us as many answers as you can in 30 seconds. The first question is, yes. you can name for me yes. any object or animal or food or um, drink, plant. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping the options are endless. <laughs> um, any of those items in 30 seconds that yes. begin with the letter G for Galahad. Ooh, of course. Galahad, giraffe, goose, gut, uh, oh, gully, gutter, uh, uh, grey. This is tougher than you think. Uh, things begin. 15 with seconds to go. Glen, Glenda, uh, Gary. George, oh, I can't forget George, obviously. Uh, if I said Galahad, let's say Galahad again. Galahad, Galahad, can I have that twice? Three times, three, four times. Uh, two. There's the timer, there's the timer. Okay, Mr. Kimberly, I'm not gonna lie. I've sort of lost count there, um, but I'll give you official, an official roundup of your score at the end of this section, so don't worry too much. I think you're around the 10 mark. My, my, I my think it's about 50. Into double figures. I think I count 50. about fifty. Okay. About 50, well, yeah. you know, we've got official judges to figure that out. <laughs> um, so your second that question. Was Play on. along at home, folks. Your second <laughs> thirty-second quiz, Galahad-related quiz. We had G for okay. Galahad. Okay. I would now like you, please. Yes. To name all of the same categories, but this time in your house colours, things that are red. Okay, uh, so, so we've got tomato, uh, red paint, obviously, uh, Arsenal's football kit, I like that one, uh, Galahad shirts. Um, what else is red? The sun sometimes can be red in a very, very hot day in the right sun, in the right shade. Uh, struggling for red things. How can I be struggling for red things? Radishes, post, a bit red, aren't they? Post box, post box. Uh, London buses. Oh, uh, Paddington's boots, London buses, uh, phone boxes, post boxes. Three, did I say two. post boxes are red? Rubbish. I'm How rubbish at this game. Harder than you think. Harder it is think. a lot harder than you think. Guys, I wonder how many red things you've got in uh, back home. But one last thing now, Mr. Kimberly. Another yep. 30 second challenge. This yep. time, completely Heathmount related. Okay. In 30 seconds, can yes, you name as many house events, competitions we have throughout the year? Ready? Uh, there is the Easter bonnet. There is the um, uh, what's it called? The uh, I can't remember the name of it. House football. You've got house cricket, house netball, house rugby. Uh, you've got cross country. You've got the um, house uh, challenge. Uh, I can't. I, the one that Miss Green does, and I can't remember what it's called. Uh, house challenge. Got, uh, yeah, is it called house challenge? I thought it had another name. House challenge. Where they go Five, around the field. Uh, four. Three, two, two, one. Stop! Podcast challenge. 
There we that go, Mr. Kimberley. That was not good. Um, I can't get my timer to go off. That's annoying. Oh, does that still mean I've got one? <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. First round. Yes. I'm going to tot up the scores. Um, yeah, and I'm going to get great. you live back on the podcast on Friday okay. to announce with you and the other houses okay, cool. who the winner is. You've got a week. It's going to be very exciting. <laughs> Add that to your burden. Um, yes. Now, before we go, Ms. Kimberly, it's been so, yes. so lovely to speak to you. And I you. wondered if you could just have a word to Galahad. What do you want to say to your troops and indeed the rest of the school? Um, okay guys i'll keep this simple look for those little things that fill you with joy at home whether it's reading reading is really important for everybody at this time by the way as my little teacher hat on but look for those little things that give you a little boost if it's going and playing in the garden and if it's playing with your little brother or sister if it's spending a little bit of screen time just taking yourself away from things enjoy those little moments because those are the things that are going to give you that bit of a lift and for galahad in particular just remember, in those moments where you're not feeling tip-top, it could be worse. You could have been put in one of the other houses <laughs> right back at the beginning of your heating up career. So there's always that little silver lining that you are a red and you will always be a red. Always be a red. Maybe they can be wearing red in those moments. <laughs> remind themselves. The mighty in, my head, in my head, they're wearing red all the time now anyway. So... Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Mr. Kimberly, you've rallied the troops. Galahad House, your, your master has spoken. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish you all well. We'll meet again on Friday where I will release the results. Absolutely. Um, gold, silver or bronze. You're on the podium, whatever happens. So well done. <laughs> I'm first at the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, Mr. <laughs> Kimberly. Stay well. Love to the family. And you. And, yeah, and um, you. We'll speak soon. Thanks, Miss Ferguson. All right. God bless. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, thanks to the mighty Mr. K for being such a great sport. Oh, what a legend he is. So, how did you do? Did you beat him? Are those in Galahad feeling quite confident? Now, I'm not going to reveal any scores until Friday's episode when we will have heard from all of our house captains. Hold tight, Heathmount family, if you can bear it. Doesn't get any more exciting than this. <laughs> now, what is next? Well, today's game uh, that is about to happen was actually suggested by the awesome Mr. Elliot who I am so, so looking forward to having on the podcast in episodes to come. Stay tuned. Now, he thought that this game would be really fun, and he was right. This game is called Peeking Into the Staff Room, something that all those, whether you are old or young, are fascinated to learn what goes on behind the staff room door. Well, today we're going to find out. I have asked the members of the extraordinarily talented lower school team the same questions. They have no idea what the others have said, and I think you'll agree. There are some pretty juicy revelations made. You don't want to miss this, as I invite you to come with me. Come on. And peek into the lower school staff room. Let's go. 
So here I am. Now you're going to recognize the characters in this staff room. You can't miss them. Much loved, much admired, the lower school team. Now the first question I asked them, it was a big one. Who makes the best cup of tea? Let's see what they say. Definitely Mrs Thompson. She's had lots of years of practice of making me a cup of tea. I would say Mrs Thompson makes the best cup of tea, although Mrs Parfit is my regular bringer of mocha chocolates. Hmm. Well, Mr Kay's out of the running from the off because... Well, quite frankly, he never makes a cup of tea, so I wouldn't know whether he makes a good one. I think uh, I'm going to have to go with Mrs Nightingale and Mrs Thompson in joint. Uh, that would be me, Mrs Thompson. Mrs Parfit makes the best cup of tea. She makes the lower school teachers lots and lots of cups of teas and coffees. Best cup of tea has definitely got to go to Mrs Parfit. She somehow reads our minds and knows exactly when we do need a cup of tea as well as when we ask for one. Amazing. Me? I definitely make the best brew in lower school. I make it for everybody. I know exactly how they like it. And I always try to make sure they get it in their favourite mug or cup. I always knew Mrs Parfit had superpowers. Reading minds and making mocha chocolates. She is incredible. Now the next question was tough all round. They really struggled with this one. What I asked them was who in the lower school staff room is the loudest? I think we're all pretty loud at certain times in the staff room the low, in the lower school. Mrs Parfit can be quite loud but I think I think we all have to compete for that once. I think that's most of the lower school team. We can all be quite loud. The loudest person in the staff room, I think there would need to be a couple of joint positions for this one. I'm going to go with Mr Boynton, Mrs Nightingale when we let her get a word in and I think Mrs Parfit's up there as well. She's, you know, she can be loud when she needs to, she can hold her up. Oh, this one's probably me again, the loudest. Shouldn't really be proud of that one. Our staff room's a really loud place when we're all in there um, but I probably talk over everybody or it could be Mr Boynton yeah he's pretty loud Mr Kimberly he is most definitely the loudest and the rudest children just so you know loudest probably Mr Boynton I would say but maybe that's his northern roots coming through and during meetings, there's there's people there's lots of people in there that have got a, a, a claim to being the loudest. Um, I think Mr. Kimberley's up there, as too is Mrs. Morgan and um, Mrs. Jones. Loudest, Mrs. Thompson. If you wind her up enough, I think that was all of them. Then, all of them the loudest. I wonder if that's the same for this next question. Next one up. Who is the funniest? Mrs Jones is the funniest. She makes me laugh every single day. I think Mr Kimberley. I like Mr Kimberley's sense of humour. Um, again, during these meetings, Mr Kimberley's always making 
the one-liners and throwing the one-liners out there. So I think Mr. Kimble is probably uh, taking, taking the crown for who's the funniest. The funniest. Ooh. Everyone's quite funny, really. Um, but I'd say Mrs. Nightingale tells the funniest stories. She has a bank of hilarious stories. Um, and Mrs. Jones is really good at telling funny stories as well. And she has some fantastic actions that go with them. Funniest? As in ha-ha or funny peculiar? Either way, probably Mr. Kimberley. <laughs> Funniest definitely has to go to Mr. Kimberley. Mr. Kimberley makes us laugh even with just a look. All the pretty, uh, all the lower school team are pretty funny, to be fair, but I think that definitely has to go to Mr. Kimberley. Again, we've got a couple of people for the crown here for the funniest person in the staff room. I'm not sure whether Mrs. Jones knows that she's the funniest person, but she certainly all makes us giggle quite a lot with her impressions of other people. Mr. K, well, he thinks he's really funny and he has a good few one-liners. But to be fair, everybody's always laughing at everybody else. Nobody really gets away with anything without having the mickey taken out of them. Who's the funniest? <laughs> Everybody brings something. Uh, Mrs Jones does some great facial expressions and some impressions. But Mr Kimberley is always very funny too. We have got to see those impressions, Mrs. Jones. Sounds amazing for this very loud and very funny team. Now, the next question seemed to be quite straightforward up to a point. Who is the most technical? Most technical, again, I think that has to be Mr. Boynton and also Miss Galloway. They've proved hugely in the past few weeks that they are by far the most technical to do with all the IT stuff we've had to do and learn. So Mr. Boynton and Miss Galloway. Who is the most technical? That would probably be Mr. Boynton again and his uh, Zoom experience is showing that now. But also Miss Galloway, she's really good as well. Miss Galloway and Mr. Boynton. They've taught me heaps of things recently, like um, how to remove the sticky thing from the camera so that people can see you clearly and other technical things that have been very useful. Most technical. I'm going to have to go again with Mrs Nightingale. It's incredible, the level of IT skills on that woman. Mr Boynton solves all our technical issues. He is the go-to man in lower school. Most technical, undoubtedly Mr Boynton and Miss Galloway, as we've all learnt, uh, thankfully. Most technical person in the staff room, clearly that's me, obviously, with my knowledge of IT, it's got to be me. Always make sure there are no stickers on your camera. I'll remember that top technical tip from Mrs Nightingale. Thank you very much. Now, the next question. Who is the best dancer? Who's the best dancer? I think this is, I think this is a dead certain. Um, Miss Galloway. The size of our staff room, there really isn't a lot of dancing that goes on. You have to do a do-si-do -do to get past each other to be able to sit down. So... Um, I'm not sure who's the best dancer, apart from the secret life of Miss Galloway, who not many people would know this, but Miss Galloway is secretly a dancer at the weekend. 
Best dancer, without any doubt, has to go to our Disney princess, Miss Galloway. Definitely the best dancer in the lower school. Who's the best dancer? Well, despite witnessing Mrs Nightingale's dancing at university, I'd have to still say that Miss Galloway is the best dancer. She is pretty amazing. Best dancer has got to be definitely, definitely Mrs Nightingale. Miss Galloway. Uh, she's probably actually the only one of us who can dance, but she's far and away the best one. Okay, the best dancer, hands down, Miss Galloway, if I'm discounting myself, obviously. Miss Galloway is definitely the best dancer, without a doubt. And she can do one-handed cartwheels. Well, that was pretty unanimous. Miss Galloway, you are far, far too talented to keep this a secret any longer. Oh, how amazing to see you dance. Now, the last question comes with a bit of a disclaimer. Please don't get any ideas from the lower school staff room. The last question I asked them was, who plays the most practical jokes? Who plays the most practical jokes? I think that would have to be Mr Boynton and Mr Kimberley. It's got to be Mr K and Mr Boynton, hasn't it, really? Can't get away with anything. Probably have to go back to Mr Kimberley with this one. Who plays the most practical jokes? Again, I think that's got to be Mr Kimberley. My favourite one is when we used to be in the main school and there was a statue of a sleeping um, Heathmount child that had been in the school for lot many 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 years and mr kimberley used to go and hide it in your classroom and it would make you jump because it'd suddenly be in a corner of your classroom so definitely mr kimberley they all play practical jokes all of them in fact once they ganged up although they'll say they didn't they ganged up on me after i came back from an eye test to make me think that i was going a little bit blind it was really mean i'm not going to tell you what they did but it was really mean um I think that goes to goes to Mr. Kimberley as well. A recent recent little story which um me and Mr. Kimberley played a little practical joke on on Mrs. Nightingale. We uh she she had an eye test in the morning. So me and Mr. Kimberley decided to uh play a little trick on Mrs. Nightingale and uh we we swapped all of her colored pens around so her blue pen was then green, her green pen was then red and then her red pen was then blue. Uh, we also turned down her computer screen so all the brightness had gone away to make it look as if her, her eyes were going funny. And we also moved her seat down so that when she went to sit down on it, it was a little bit further than what she thought. So, yeah, I think most practical jokes, um, me, and, me and Mr Kimberley are, are, are in there and we do tend to get ourselves in trouble every now and again. Um, tricky one, that one. I think we all learnt a few things there from peeking into the lower school staff room. Huge, huge thanks to the team there for being such great sports. Now I wonder which staff room we'll be peeking into next time. Stay tuned. Now, I don't know what time of the day you are listening to this or where you are, but whatever you're up to, then find somewhere cosy to sit and listen because we are about to have our story. And the storyteller is such a hero in the Heathmount family. So funny, so kind, so wise and incredibly humble. 
she has done a remarkable job at preparing for this homeschooling season for the wonderful nursery children at school. Let's go and have a chat with the remarkable Mrs. DeCatney. Hello, Mrs. DeCatney. How are you? Hello, I'm fine. How are you? Oh, it's so lovely to speak to you. So lovely to see your face on the Zoom chat we're having. Um, how's your holiday been? It's been nice and fun with nice weather and trying to do lots of things to keep busy. So yeah, it's been good. Have you what was what has been the um the best thing that you have managed to achieve trying to keep busy? Um, I think trying to do things in the garden and actually trying to bake. I managed to do cookies. <laughs> what which, kind of cookies? Uh, they're chocolate cookies and we bake them and ate them all in about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I made the world's worst banana bread. So <laughs> apparently everyone's making banana bread, but I managed to, mine didn't work. Uh, so plenty of time to get better at that. Um, and we've been trying to grow things from seed, which has been very exciting and growing things in bananas. We've had lots of fun. Oh, how lovely. I know. <laughs> um, it sounds like you've been having a great time. So um, is there anything in this slightly unusual season that we're having um, that you are feeling particularly thankful for? Well, I'm really thankful that my family and friends are healthy and well. That's what I'm most thankful for. Yeah, no, that's um, amen to that. You are going to be uh, reading our story to our podcast listeners today. And I know that the uh, nursery children and reception children are exceptionally lucky because every day they get to hear you and your wonderful adventures that you have. Um, I've been able to overhear a few from time to time and they're just amazing. So um, you obviously love reading and love stories. Um, is there a favorite book that you, um, that you have or that you would really just love to recommend to our podcast today? Well, my famous books that I read for myself are thrillers. Um, and um, I'm not always very good at remembering the titles because I read really quickly and try and do it all in one day. So <laughs> I probably can't remember a title to tell you, but they're all good fun. Um, but my all-time favourite for reading to other people, particularly children, to my own children and to my class, is a book called... What it's called... And it's, it's not about things that are particularly quiet. It's about going into a giant castle very quietly, tiptoeing, because right at the end of the book, you open the book and the giant is coming and you have to close it. Oh, there is a spoiler there. There we go. <laughs> and oh. the children say again, again, again. <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, if anyone's got that at home, Whatever age you are, maybe you could uh, you could all have an, a lovely story tonight reading that. Um, but what what story are you going to be reading to us today? Well, I'm keeping with the thrilling theme, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going with the book Class Two at the Zoo by Julia Jarman, um, and um, it's a thriller because there's a snake involved Ooh. and disappearing children. Crikey! <laughs> It has a happy ending, I promise. <laughs> yeah, so buckle up, kids. And um, why is it that you chose this one in particular? Um, it's quite fun. The pictures are particularly fun. So um, I'm hoping on a podcast that it will tell itself. It will um, translate. Yeah, and absolutely. Author, she, she's been into school, hasn't she? She's been into school and signed books. And I did write to her to say, could we please read some of her stories? And she was very kind and said we could read to the children, use her book. She was really happy to share her book. And 
share her website, which she said had lots of activities on, and she would hopefully be reading some stories on her own website. So that's oh. juliajarman.com. juliajarman.com. Well, thank you so much, Julia Jarman, for uh, allowing us to read your story. Um, and I, you know, I would definitely jump on that website maybe after this podcast, and maybe you can uh, see some pictures of this snake that is going to be thrilling us um, in time to come. So, uh, Mr. Ketney, I really, really, I know that we're going to be catching up in episodes to come. I just really wanted um, the children to hear your voice on this first episode back because I know how much you will have been missed. I know that um, whenever you're listening to this podcast, I hope that all those in nursery have been able to see you've been able to catch up with them today and um and be able to see how they're getting on and see their lovely little faces on the screen <laughs> i can't wait really looking forward to it yeah brilliant um me too i'm so looking forward to seeing my class too hi everyone hi 5f <laughs> um we are gonna hand over to you um I hope that you are, um, you know, keeping safe and well in the sunshine, do lots of baking, and we will catch up in episodes to come really, really soon. So can't wait to hear your story. Bye-bye for now. Bye, lovely to talk to you. Bye. Bye. Hello, everybody. I'm going to be reading Class 2 at the Zoo by Julia Jarman. On the day Class 2 went to the zoo, they saw a koala kissing a kangaroo. They saw a giraffe having a laugh. They didn't see the anaconda. They heard teachers say, we must keep together. Don't wander off and watch the weather. They saw parrots squabbling in the sky, but they didn't see the anaconda sigh and open one eye to spy on class two as they walked round the zoo. They saw hippos hopping in the mud. They saw monkeys eating chocolate pud. But they didn't see the anaconda ponder, then slide from the water and start to wander after class two on their trip round the zoo, some of them walking two by two. They saw spotty cheetahs running a mile. They saw two gorillas jumping a stile. But they failed to see that huge reptile open his jaws and swallow Kyle. They didn't see that giant snake make a meal of James and Jake. They didn't see that twisty beast add Diana to his feast. They didn't see that greedy eater gulp down Gertie and Anita. And it was creeping up on class two's teacher when Molly turned round and saw the creature. Look out, she cried, alas, too late. Teacher was gone and so was Kate. Well, most of Kate, so Molly was quick. She grabbed hold of a sturdy stick. Without a single moment's pause, she stuck it between the monster's jaws. Come on, she urged the rest of class two as she grabbed Kate's feet. To the rescue! The rest of class two all heaved and tugged till Kate popped out like a rubber plug. Then out came Teacher and Gertie and Anita and Diana and Jake and James and Kyle, his smile as wide as a crocodile. Then a boy they didn't know. Thank you, he said. My name is Joe. Phew, said class two as they fled from the zoo. Let this be a terrible warning for you. When you go on a safari or visit a zoo, keep your eyes open, whatever you do. Watch out for the snake lying low in the lake. And if you see the anaconda, 
open an eye and start to wander. Don't even for a second ponder. Run! Run, run, run! <laughs> what a great story! Thank you so much, Mrs. DeCatney. Aren't those nursery children so, so lucky? We're going to be hearing more from the nursery very, very soon. So that's episode one done, guys. It has been so lovely to spend this time with you and make sure that you tune in every Monday, Wednesday and Friday for plenty more podcast fun. We have lots and lots of plans to get you involved in the coming episodes. So if you're up for some podgication, then listen up for the challenges that are going to be coming your way. Listen, well done for working so hard today. I hope you loved seeing your teachers as much as I know we all absolutely loved seeing you. So I'll speak to you on Wednesday. Stay safe, everyone. Heathmat family, you're the best.